What's up? Do you ever wonder like how to actually define the good or what is actually good? What matters? You know, what's the most important things in life? Well, there you're like, we're going to talk about what is good. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Danny. Randy, what's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. So do you have like a clear definition of the good? <laughs> uh, it depends. Not really. I I kind of think it's a sliding scale. So I think that, you know, I love, I would, I would love to believe my ego, especially would love to believe that what I think is good is good. And what I think is bad is bad. But like, I kind of know, at least logically, that what's good for me is not necessarily good for someone else. Yeah, it's an interesting one, too, because, you know, I was thinking about this because, like, if you ever look at any philosophy, especially ethics, you know, you'll see, especially like a lot of ethicists, one of the things they'll try to do is define what's intrinsically good or like what's good in itself first or what do we seek for its own sake? A lot of times that ends up being like happiness or something or like the flourishing life, whatever. But the idea is, you know, is if if that truly has value, then you can kind of use that as a starting point to then develop a system of ethics that could theoretically apply to all people, right? If all people could value this thing or should value this thing, right? So, you know, it's interesting because so much of our life is defined by our values. And, you know, our choices are all dependent on that, how we plan our life, how we envision our future. It's all dependent on those values. And like, it's interesting to think that a lot of us probably don't have a clear conception of it or even they think about it that often. Yeah. I think a lot of problems are caused by people wanting everyone to believe what they believe. Like Hitler comes to mind. Uh, I've read. He's a good uh, example. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm X's autobiography where he wanted to find the truth and everybody else's truth was wrong except for his truth. And it's like, that's All what happens things, when you think you found the truth. <laughs> right, right. But like, th- this is one of the problems with good is that people want to find the good and mm-hmm. anything other than the good. Because look at all, I mean, look at the wars that are fought in the Middle East because certain people believe that their religion is the good one. Everyone else's religion is the bad one. They're heathens, yeah. you know, all these things. It's a very tricky thing and a very tricky word. It is difficult. I mean, values in general are because we, you know, we're meaning makers. We have to define, make, me, you know, things meaningful in order to understand them, understand our place in the world. But it's, you know, we then make that assumption, like you said, right, that the way I think about things must be right because you're so familiar with it because it's your perspective, right? <laughs> and yeah. then everything else must be wrong. And a lot of times I think that's also because, like, for a lot of people, if they have a rigid set of values to incorporate, another one would be to deny their own so they have to reject it you know in order to keep theirs and maintain it and its rigidity yeah mm. yeah i don't no, know it's, it's a tough one but I, there's also so like we were talking in the last uh, episode about marcus aurelius and he talks a lot about good and bad and he says they're like you know they're like the two sets of teeth like the upper and lower teeth you need you need them you need because if you only have upper teeth and no lower teeth, they don't work. And if you only have lower and not upper, they don't work. And also, like, the good and the bad come out of each other. Like, before there was, if there's no good, there's also no bad because you don't have any reference to judge it. I like what it says in the Tao Te Ching where it's like the bad man is, or no, the good man is the bad man's teacher and the bad man is the good man's job. Because it's like it shows that there is a relationship and a cycle between the two. 
And like, it's so easy to get caught up in this, like, well, good is good and bad is bad, but not necessarily. They're just, I've been looking at this recently. Like they're both kind of choices. Like when you're a kid, you're playing Cowboys and Indians or like, but like, you know how in the Cowboys there's, there's like the Cowboys with the white hats, which are the good guys and the Cowboys with the black hats, which are the bad guys. And it's like, you just make a choice when you're a kid. Like, do you like the ones that are the bad guys or you like the ones that are the good guys? And really in life, it just kind of comes down to that choice. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is all a sliding scale, too. There is just a matter of degree between one and the other. And I think, like, Taoism very much favor that. Like, uh, Nietzsche definitely favors something like that, too. Like, the existentials are big on that. We're like, you know, looking at these things as, like, not, it's matters of degree. And I think language tricks us because we use language, we, we, you know, we use words that are in opposition, right? And then we treat them as if they're, like, literally distinct entities, that exist like there's good and bad there's hot and cold when you know they're not i mean they're just it's a matter of degree <laughs> totally and it, it can be a matter of time too like i was watching the untouchables which was about like the prohibition oh yeah yeah and they were catching i don't know one of the guys who was uh getting the alcohol out there but basically like towards the end of the movie the prohibition's pretty much over and they're like well prohibition's over what are you gonna do and he's like get a drink and it's like so the guy who you just spent the whole movie catching and killing everyone now he wouldn't be a bad guy anymore because the prohibition's over and it's like the same thing with marijuana like us yeah. growing up anybody went to jail for marijuana but nowadays you can get it wherever you want yeah isn't that funny too like we as like society changes and things change like the laws change and then all of a sudden well that's the other problem though i think a lot of people equate good and bad with law and the law has nothing to do with it the law has everything to do with practicality, with interest groups, with all kinds of things that really have nothing to do with what's good and bad. And yet we tend to, you know, we tend to teach it that way. And I think that's the problem, too. It makes us it makes it really easy to forget that these things aren't these rigid systems, but they're, in fact, like things we made up. Right. They're constructs we made up and that we're living by. And also, like, is so like we were talking about this a while ago, I think it's called the attribution error or something like that, where, or bias, where like we think that when we do something wrong is because of a situation, when somebody else does something wrong is because yeah. of their character. And, but it's like, it's interesting because this whole concept of good and bad, like, especially, oh my God, with the stupid freaking cancel culture, like that whole stupid thing where like somebody could do good their whole entire life and then they do one bad thing and all of a sudden they're a bad person. And it's like... Yeah. Maybe that's not their whole entire person. I mean, maybe it is, but like, it's just this whole thing of like, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. Well, I don't no, know what I'm saying, point. Danny. No, I don't know Aristotle, what I'm saying here, Danny. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Aristotle, uh, Aristotle makes a point like that when he's talking about the good life. And he says, you know, like, he raises the question of like, well, how can we say if somebody's life was good? And he's like, well, we have to look at the whole life. One sparrow doesn't make a spring, right? And in the mm. same way, you know, you kind of have to look at the whole person, like one mistake, one bad action, one thing in your past doesn't necessarily make you a terrible person. It might be a sign of a lapse of judgment or some other thing, but we also change over time. People change significantly, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. it's kind of weird to judge them just on one thing or one thing from the past. Dude, I also think it's nobody's effing business about my life. And, and, it's, and it's none of my business about their life, like judging them in terms of right or wrong, because... 
like I was saying before, right and wrong is kind of subjective. So like what's right for me is not right for someone else. And, and it comes down to values and what you value in your life. Like, let's say, for instance, you get you get a promotion at work. Like a lot of people be like, well, that's great. That's awesome. You can make more money. Like you have a better title, more power, authority, all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, for somebody who values work development and money, that's great. But for somebody who values time with their kids and time outdoors, it's probably not great because yeah. uh, now they can't spend time with their kids because they're working all the time. They can't go outdoors because they're working all the time. So it's yeah. like the same thing can be good or bad depending upon the person's values. And I think the same thing with life with good and bad, it depends on the person's values. So it should really be more of like a personal type of inquiry into like, am I good for me? And also am I good for society? And then Forget about other people. Let them do them. Yeah. No, I like that. I mean, I think we should have we should have the choice to exercise our own values, and we shouldn't be we shouldn't be trying to enforce them on others. And I think a big part of that is also again fear, because you're afraid of you know your system's not very stable, and you're afraid of incorporating anything else. You know, but I think it's possible to do that and to let people form their own. Because, like you said, I mean, I think the example you gave the guy, you know, the person at work who might get a promotion right and people would love it it does depend on what you value and i think that's the other hard thing is like a lot of people struggle in life because we're not clear about what we value we don't know what we actually want like it's you know when you imagine your future like i think a lot of us probably when i remember when i was younger like you, know, you think of the future you want a big house and money and stuff but it's so vague and it's not really clear what you actually care about but as you get older and you can if you think about it you can refine it and get clear. And then it starts to kind of give you more insight into how you want to actually plan your life and the choices you make, right? Which I think is important. You know, because I've said it before, like, I would never want to trade places like Elon Musk or Bezos or anything. I would hate it. Hate it. And, you know, but knowing that's important, because if that's the case, well, then I don't want to be that. Yeah. Well, like this whole concept of good and bad, you also have to figure like, why do you even want to be good? Like, because you think you'll be rewarded in heaven? Because you think you're going to have, like, 17 virgins when you die? Like, what's the reason for being good or the reason for being bad? Yeah, and that's a good question to ask that... yourself, too, right? Like, why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you hoping for? <laughs> I think that's well, also problematic, I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, so I mentioned before that I'm doing this mindfulness self-compassion course, which is actually pretty interesting has a whole bunch of exercises and stuff we've been doing and like one of them we actually i think it was this past week we were doing something on values and it was like what are what are some things that you value in life and then which ones are you not taking the time to to do and we did a little bit of inquiry into that but it was really interesting because what i found for myself was that like these were things from my it's almost like it's almost like the me that i had a relationship when I was with when I was a child, like before I became this big thing living up in my head. Like I knew who I was when I was a child. And then all of a sudden through living in society and all this different stuff, trying to earn a living and whatever, I kind of got distant from that. And so what I got from this exercise was like those values. It's really just me acknowledging that me that I knew when I was a child and just mm -hmm allowing that to exist and not you judging know, it because it may not be socially acceptable. Well, you know, it's funny. We see that a lot. Like you see it in Buddhism, Taoism, in 
uh, Nietzsche references it, you know, like this idea of the person that's like that having that childlike spirit's crucial for like maturity and development in life because what it essentially means is, you know, if you think back to when you're a kid, like you don't have prejudgments, you don't have preconceived ideas, you don't have rigid value structures that make you, you know, either avoid things before you even try them or judge others or judge situations. You judge things based on your actual real experience of them. And only that, really. So, like, you might not like a toy because you just didn't have fun playing with it. But, you know, you can see that your friend likes it. So that's whatever. You know, who cares? And I think that's one of the interesting things, too, is that, you know, geez, a lot of these philosophers see that as, like, the height of, like, maturity and development is getting back to that state where you can kind of just experience stuff and evaluate it on a case-by-case basis, you know, understand it for what it is without all this other crap getting in the way that normally gets in the way, like social judgments, you know, conditioning, all this other crap that we carry with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We do so much that like ruins our own experiences and our own ability to have like good experiences in our life by judging mm-hmm. things, I think. Yeah. Well, it's hard because it's just so confusing, you know? Yeah. Well, it is it's confusing. Like yeah, there, <laughs> we we get it's like I, I think about this a lot because like we get to we have this feeling that comes up like we want something or we don't want something in kind of in the present we we have this feeling in the present about it could be about a thought but it's like we want or don't want something and then we come up with this plan to do it and then that sends us down this whole spiral of all this other messy stuff in order to do everything and before long we're like completely lost doing all these different things just because three years ago we felt yeah. a certain way. Yeah. And it's like, it is funny. Yeah. We also really quickly forget about why we're doing things too. Like why we even started doing it in the first place, because all the other stuff gets mixed in, confusing, complicated, and you forget even why you did it in the first place or what mm-hmm. motivated you to do it. You know, like I've ran, I mean, I've met so many people in my life and I mean, one of them, like, you know, you get into a career or something because you, you like it, but then actually doing it, you know, or along the way, you start hating it, but not because you you just forgot why you even got into it. And, you know, you start focusing on the wrong things or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 There's no rule book. There's no Plus, rule book. Like, and it's all made up. It's <laughs> everything true. is we're all making the meanings as we go. So it's total yeah. just, you know. And like there's got uh, so it's like. We keep thinking that we're these individuals and like, what if we're not? So like, yeah, that's possible. You know, it's, it's like in order for everything to happen, there has to be some people that are like the Bezos and there have to be some people that are totally ordinary. Actually, a lot of people that are totally ordinary in order for them to be the Bezos and like, yeah, the system could also be totally different. That's the other thing. This doesn't have to be the way it is. I mean, on top of that, too, though, I think, you know, I mean, to the point you're making also, like, we also are just connected to everything else within our world, right? Everything's playing a role within that larger thing. Think of like an ecosystem or something, right? Where like all the parts are contributing something, but also taking things from other things. And it's like, you know, look at that that way. Just just flushing a toilet. Like we forget about all that went into making that happen, like the people who made the toilet and the people who plumbed the pipes 
and the people who make sure that the water goes the places it's supposed to go and and it's treated yeah. and all this yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot involved in everything it's we're individuals funny. damn it yeah, we're individuals we're so removed from so many things now though because we just don't you know we don't go kill our kill an animal skin it hey yeah do all this to make clothes with it and then make food and stuff like we just go to the store and buy stuff packaged we don't plastic. dig our own poop holes anymore yeah you know it's crazy it is really weird though i mean when you think about it that way like we have a lot of free time to do other things pursue other things but we also forget all the other stuff we depend on all the time you know mm -hmm. well it's like you know it's the same as like oh, it was like whenever you see one of these like these tech CEOs, like they come out with a new product and they walk out on stage and show it off like they made the thing and it's like mm -hmm. totally ignoring all the people <laughs> that were necessary for that to come about and mm -hmm. like that are necessary that the countries you know, in africa they exploited for the whatever yeah, like, like rare, rare alloys they needed yeah whatever yeah. heavy metal they need and stuff and like they're literally standing on them and it's like well you didn't do you don't do anything by yourself you can't the opportunities that you even had only you had because you existed in the world at a certain time where that stuff was possible so yeah you gotta get over yourself a little too i think that's also mm -hmm. we gotta get over ourselves a little and i think mm -hmm. flexibility when you think of the good flexibility is very helpful i think to be flexible mm. not in not necessarily in your values but just flexible with other people and their values and let them be you know yeah 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 exactly i agree where like i think you need to really work on finding your own definitions and your own values and not imposing that on other people nietzsche has one of my favorite things where he says you know this is my virtue where is yours like or this is my good like or my value where's yours and like and another part even says, like, you know, like, what's good for me is good for me. And I wouldn't want it to be good for everyone because that devalues it. You know, like, my values mm -hmm. are my values. If everybody had them, then it's just a generic thing mm -hmm. and it's not my own anymore. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think there's truth to that, too. Like, you know, if mm -hmm. if we do think of ourselves as unique, then you should have your own values that are unique to you and your own reasons for thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. You know, the good is a difficult concept. It's very hard <laughs> and it causes a lot of problems, I think, too. Get clear on your values. Yeah. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast, though. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you know, like, share, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. You can watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back later this week with another episode. Until then, though, later, Randy. Later, Danny.